Hey ladies, I think we can talk about anything by now. Have you been struggling to lose weight, especially around your belly? You just feels like the weight just, just settles there. It just moves in and won't move out. You have brought this up to your doctor, telling them that you are doing all the right things. You're exercising, you're eating less and nothing. And your doctor just pats you on the hand and goes, oh, honey, it's just menopause. Seriously, ladies, it is not your fault and it ain't fair. You know, there's so many myths and misconceptions around belly fat, and it's really hard to know what actually works, but do not worry. Help is on the way. In this masterclass that I have coming up later this fall called Cracking the Belly Fat Code, I will teach you everything you need to know about what the heck belly fat is and finally how to get rid of that stubborn belly fat so that you'll be feeling better in no time. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, do me a favor, make sure you grab a spot on the wait list so that when all the juicy details come out, you are the first person to know. You will find that in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Maker. Today, I had this great opportunity to speak with Dr. Wendy Trubo. And this is a topic I've wanted to talk about for a while. You know, I always talk about my list of topics I had when I created this podcast, gosh, over two years ago. And in the podcast, what I wanted to talk about was toxins. And I remember I went to an event probably 10 years ago, and the woman was talking about these hidden toxins that may be uh, preventing us from losing the weight that we want to lose. And I was like, what is she talking about? And it was the most like, it was like someone, you know, that that box in Pulp Fiction that they open it up and there's this like magical glow, right? And I talk about that very often, but it was that. I was, I was like, holy shit. I can't believe that this is happening and that we, you know, I think at the time, you know, I was still very naive when it came to this, and maybe some of you are still a little bit naive, but I was so surprised at what is allowed in food, what's allowed for things we put on our bodies, that many people don't know what disrupts our hormones. And at the time, I was very uh, estrogen dominant, and it was it blew my mind the things that were contributing to my estrogen dominance. And so... I wanted to have someone who understood what I was going through. And Dr. Wendy has gone through this herself. And she talks about how it happened to her and things that she did to get over this. And I want you to kind of start to think through. And she has an amazing book called Dirty Girl. And it really kind of walks through what these hidden toxins are, how we can detox our body. And it's not a cleanse. What we can do to detox our body and what we can do moving forward to prevent these, you know, us kind of either re-intoxicating ourselves, if that's a word, um, and what we can do to kind of make our environment better without being all crazy about it. So have a listen, and I would love for you to share with myself or and Dr. Wendy, what were some of your ahas from this podcast? All right, ladies, enjoy the show. All right. Today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love fitness. 
Oh, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So any else, anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Oh, magic makers. This is a conversation that I've wanted to have for a really long time. Okay. I know I told you, I made a list of a hundred things I wanted to talk about on this podcast a few years ago, and I am actively ticking them off. And this one right here is one that's near and dear to my heart because it happened to me. And it happened to our current guest, Dr. Wendy Trubo, about endocrine disruptors and all the toxicity that is around us both emotionally and physically. And it is such a hidden topic that I don't think many of us really understand or really can kind of like unpack the multiple layers that is uh, toxicity. So Dr. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Kim. Feel free to call me Wendy too. You don't have to call me doctor. No, I like to start it off doctor and then be like, all right, we've got a rapport going here. (laughs) You can call me Wendy. Exactly. So Wendy, you know, as I, you know, as I do, I creep on my guest. And so as I do, you know, <laughs> not like I'm a lazy stalker. Like I won't show up in your shower or in your backseat because that just requires work, but right. I can let my fingers do the Googling. You can't, you can't be remote. You know, you can't be socially distanced if you do that. It, it's like totally not PC any longer. Yeah. I was socially distanced before that was a word. <laughs> Yeah, I never liked big crowds. And then COVID hit and I was like, well, I have an excuse now. But I was like, I never liked it. Right. Don't leave your house. Okay. How hard is that? Not very. So I, you know, as I was reading up on you, you know, how you know, first of all, you are a functional gynecologist um, by trade. But how you got into this whole, you know, toxicity thing was because it happened to you. Yep. And my mess is my message. Yeah. So how did this start to like manifest itself? And were, did it happen as you, when you were a doctor? It has been kind of like a, you know, a, a long time coming. Yeah, that's such a great question, Kim. So I think there's two answers to that. I don't mean to speak with a forked tongue, but when I look back, I can go, oh, I really did have some of these problems for yeah. a long time, like back into childhood. Long yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But I had zero uh, awareness or uh, understanding of any of it. So it didn't occur for me. Like I had a problem. It just occurred to me. Like I was just this not as constitutionally. You and I was just this way. I was like this. Right. And so asthma was normal. Right. And right. what um, acne was normal and not having really good hair was normal. Like all that stuff was normal. Cause I just didn't have any insight into any of it. Right. But I wasn't sick. I just wasn't optimal. Right, right. Right. So it wasn't bad enough. I always think we cross a line like it's yeah. bad enough and then we're a problem, but it, it wasn't it's more of enough. an annoyance than a problem. Right. So when I look back, I had all these issues for a long time, but then I really hit the skids when I was 48. Mm. And that then my mess became my message because we went on vacation. And, and even then, when I look back, I was like, oh, I was having some symptoms, but then it got really bad. Right. So we go, we go on vacation to France for a week. And the month after we come home, it, like, like a flip, a switch was flipped. I gained nine pounds. What said no woman ever is like, oh, yay. Let me gain right. nine pounds. Right. So I gained nine pounds. My hair starts falling out in crazy droves. I had already noticed it, right? but it got even worse. Right. And then I had this rash on my face that would not quit. Like, you know, the kind you wake up and you're scratching your eyes and I'm like, right. oh my God, you know, like my eyes were red and I had that. My mom's like, what's wrong with you? You look like, you know, your nose is running all the time. I'm like, well, it kind of it is. is. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've been doing functional medicine for a little while now. And, and I started to do the work up on myself. So I did my thyroid. Cause you know, everyone sits in my office, like right. I have a thyroid problem. I'm like, Oh sister, you do not have a thyroid problem. You have a toxins right. problem, but I'll prove to yeah. you. So I checked my thyroid. It's perfect. I checked my, I checked my hormones cause I'm 48 at right. the time and they were amazing. 
So right. I can't blame it on like perimenopause, right? which I did. Yeah. And then I did a stool test and, you know, I have celiac and leaky gut and all these issues, but it looked pretty good. Right. So, okay. That's not it. And then I was listening to the radio and I heard this report about how, uh, when Notre Dame burned down, it released 500 pounds of lead oh, dust into the air. And you were just there. I was there the week after it burned down. And I remember saying to my husband, it's so dusty here, man. And then I was like, that's because we got a lead exposure because we were right there for a week. And I got yeah. sick right after we came home. Um, and it probably didn't help. We were in England and it's moldy in England and I have a yeah. mold issue too. So you put it together. It's it's like a hungry and tired toddler. It was like the perfect toddler. storm. <laughs> perfect storm, trifecta of bad combination. Really not yeah. what you want. So I, I, at that moment, that was like a few months after we came home and I had really, I can't say I was pulling my hair out because I didn't have enough pull out. You know, it's like, don't touch. So, so, um, I then did the, the heavy metals test on myself and I had been, okay. So here's where doctors are bad patients, Kim. I had been mildly positive in the past for lead. Our cutoff is eight. I was nine. And I'm like, it's nine. "Ah, Yeah. What am I going to do a three month program just to take one point off? You know, like, this is how I, okay. Knowing now what I didn't know then I should have treated at nine. Okay. I'm just, don't blow off what your doctor blows off. It's bad. So it was nine. And then I retested. It was 12. That got my attention. 25% increase that caught my attention. So I said to my husband, I got a lead exposure. You all got a lead exposure, but I don't have the brain space to deal with you. I'm going to deal with myself. Right. And then I'll I'll catch you guys up. (laughs) Yeah. Someday. Right. I haven't gotten to them yet because I'm still (laughs) dealing with myself. So I started the protocol and the treatment and, and the process also did all the other testing because there's the heavy metals, there's the mycotoxins, and then there's the other. You know, right. all the other stuff, because that's only two categories of toxins. Then there was all the other bucket, which is pesticides, makeup, nail polish, flame retardants, water quality, gasoline fumes, you name it. Yeah. I was positive for like half of it. And the numbers are really freaking high. And I looked at my husband, I went, I'm such a dirty girl. And I went, oh, we're writing that book. Yeah. And I think you said this is airing on the one year anniversary of our book. So it's so exciting. Dirty Girls are a book. It's been out for a year. So my mess became my message. And that became my passion play because, you know, a lot of us are working really hard to be healthy and we don't understand, like, why can't I lose the weight? And why don't I look and feel the way I want to look and feel? Often it's because of the toxins. Yeah. And, you know, I want to touch on that because one of the things how I was, you know, like you said, your, your mess becomes your message. And that was, that was me because, you know, we all think about like, as we're gaining weight, we just think it's food. We're like, it's the food that's making me put on this extra weight. And no one realizes that, you know, our bodies are smart and, you know, smarter than we give it credit for, but like all the, like you just met, you talked about like all these the toxins, all the chemicals, all of the things that our body's like, I have no idea what this is. They just shove it into fat. And it's our, you know, it's our attic, right? All of us have that attic or that room that you just throw shit into and you're like, I'll get to it someday. And as we start to lose the weight, that someday starts to come out of the closet. And our bodies Mm -hmm. are still like, I still don't know what this is. And it's still shoveling it back into the closet. And so one of the things I was like, well, what do you mean these hidden toxins? And I think, you know, you touched on it, like nail polish, who doesn't get their nails done? And you don't think about it sitting in the nail salon, smelling all that crap. You don't think about it, you know, hair dyes, hair dye, you know, the other thing that was really, you know, if we kind of go back to how it kind of started, that talk started was the water bottles, right? It was Mm -hmm. the whole thing about BPAs. It was like, you shouldn't drink out of plastic. And everyone's like, plastic, what do you mean? What's wrong with plastic? I have a whole host mm-hmm. of Tupperware in my house. Like what's mm-hmm. going on with that? So what was kind of some of the things that kind of like pulled on that thread? Cause I mean, if you think about it for decades, all of this has been in our world. Yeah. And you can't isolate. I don't think that you can say, oh, it's this one culprit. No, this is the one thing. I mean, obviously I had a one thing moment, but right. that's only because my rain bear was my closet was full. Right. I could exactly. not store any more toxins in my junk drawer. It was full. Right. So and we all have our it's rarely point. ever that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's rarely ever that clear. I just happen to have a clear thing, but for other women, it's just, you started gaining weight and you can't figure it out. And sometimes it's subtle, right? Like yeah. I'll, I'll go so far as to say that stress is a toxin. Oh God. God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Emotional baggage is a toxin. Yes. Yeah. We can do a whole song. Process it. Yeah. So the way you think can be toxic. So there's a lot of stuff that you would say that's an environmental toxin. Right. But what I think you're talking about is what stuff are we exposing ourselves to that's harmful? And and it is freaking horrifying. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Once you open up that Pandora's box, like you're just like, you want to shut it down, but like you can't because you're just like, it blows your mind what mm-hmm. has been allowed for so let's decades. talk about the ground rules yeah the, the listeners have to have ground rules one this is a journey not a process you are not going to complete it overnight god yes you're going to screw it up mm-hmm. you're going to get greenwashed whitewashed natural washed all washed. don't be mad at yourself <laughs> yes. you'll get you'll get hogwashed so exactly. don't be mad at yourself. yeah move on have so uh, here i'll tell you a story I have been using the same cleaning product since I was a kid. It has green in the name of it. And that's as much as I'll say about what product it is. And it is green, actually. And my mom told me it was clean. Yes. I never thought about it. I literally didn't think about it. So like two years ago, my my cleaners pull out my cleaning product. And I looked at that and I went, that is not clean. There is no way that something bright green is clean. Because it has something artificial in it. It's got really strong smells. Right. Right. So I looked it up with Environmental Working Group and it was indeed not clean. But it's those moments where you go, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There's, you know, and I want to echo on that because my journey to this was, you know, I remember I was fortunate enough to find a functional doctor who was like, girl, you have... um, I was estrogen dominant. She's like, he's like, you're estrogen dominant. He's mm-hmm. like, we got to start getting some of these estrogen disruptors out of your system. And he's like, it's not going to be an all or nothing thing. He's like, every time you get rid of, every time you finish a product, get rid of it. He's like, I don't want you spe- going out mm-hmm. and spending thousands of dollars. He's like, right. He's like, great approach. Product, finish the product, get a new one, finish the product, get a new one. So that you don't have all these like product wastelands living around. And you know, for many people, I want you to think that's how we are. Cause like in our minds, we're like, I got get rid of it, get rid of it all. But like, it's no. too much. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I advocate as soon as when you're running out of something and you would have replaced it anyway, you know, cause you have to balance out all of this consumerism is really bad for the earth. So we have to balance our, our, our health and the earth's health are inextricably linked. So, you know, what's good for us is good for the earth also. So right. you don't want to just throw out thousands of dollars. It's wasteful. It's expensive. It's bad for the earth. It never degrades anyway. So right. you use it up. Absolutely use it up, but then get rid of it and get a better product. Right. So let's, so let's <clears throat> go back. So let's talk about metals, right? Because if mm-hmm. we think about metals, many of us, you know, you had like, you know, the, the burning of a, you know, I don't know, was that built right. in like the 18? 1800- we burned a church. Yeah, I think that uh, no, I think it was early. I think it was like 1600s. It was old. Yeah. So like, you know, back then we didn't know anything in the 1600s. I, I think at that point we still were thinking the earth was flat. So we didn't know anything. And so, you know, as we kind of, you know, some of us might live in older homes or we're just around um, old things. What, yeah. the, you know, why should I care about being exposed to metals? <laughs> Okay. Well, let me count the ways. So, uh, you want to go, you want to go like not so bad to terrible, or you want to go terrible to not so bad. Where do you, which direction you want to oh, go? Oh goodness. <laughs> you get a choice. Like, yeah. You have a choice about your learning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's start with the not so bad. Okay. Not so bad would be hair loss, weight gain. Is that not, I mean, to me, that's yeah. bad. When my hair right. fell out and I go, I was like, Whoa, no, all, of us, all of us, you know, have had that moment where you're like, you're combing your hair and like, you know, you, you, our hair falls out just naturally. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, that's like a clump. <laughs> right. I used to count the hairs and I, uh, you know, my hairdresser for months was like, your hair's fine, Wendy, cut it out. I said to her, I lost 67 hairs in the shower this morning. 
And she's like, oh, that's a lot. That's not normal. I'm like, and it happens every day. So, you know, like 30 in the shower is okay because you lose a hundred a day on average. But if you're losing two thirds of it in the morning in the shower, you have a problem. So hair loss and weight gain, those are, those catch people's attentions. Yeah, they do. But those aren't the worst. Okay. So then let's kind of migrate down and you go, that stuff isn't going to kill you. It's just going to torture you. Yes. Then you move down the spectrum. You go heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel, autoimmune disease. Have I caught your attention yet? Well, see, and here's the thing. And, you know, as a functional doctor compared to a conventional doctor, if I go to my doctor and, you know, I complain about weight gain, I complain about hair loss. There's a mm. litany of other things it could be. Sure. And we rule those all out. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, as you go to your conventional doctor, some of them will be like, oh, honey. Oh, sweet. Oh, honey. Oh. And you just like, you know, or they'll just like, oh, it's just Crohn's disease. And they're just. Or you're just imagining it. You're right. And they give you this kind of like this, you know, Crohn's is this irritative disease that it's not just Crohn's disease. There's so many layers to Crohn's disease. That you're like, okay, so now I have a label, but what does that mean? You know, and so as you know, people go through this, it's like, I don't think a conventional doctor would ever say it's metal. No, they just don't. uh, That's, they just don't have the tools in their toolbox to say that, you know, that that's just totally not where they've been trained. Yeah. Right. So let's progress. Okay. I would say the worst consequences of long-term toxin exposure ends in the, or even metals exposure ends in the realm of, oh, and by the way, hearing loss is associated Mm -hmm. with metals, um, chronic stomach issues associated with metals. But then you walk down to the, like, we don't want to get that stuff. It's the cancer, the degenerative diseases, like uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, autoimmune diseases, you know, I have celiac, it's autoimmune, but big whoop, right? I just don't eat gluten. Right. And I'm but okay. these are like more disruptive. Autoimmune. Yeah, exactly. Disruptive, like multiple sclerosis kill you. Right. Bugeric's disease, ALS, like those things are going to kill you. Right. So, so really walking into the things that are going to cause your life to be shortened and the quality of it to be bad, right? It's yeah. not just about quantity. It's about the quality of the days. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, people are like, all right, you know, okay, how would I know if I've been, you know, you said you've done a heavy metal test and if it was eight, you were at a nine, how would I go about getting a heavy metal test? You know, finding a doctor like yourself, is it something that like I can do my own heavy metal test? Like what, how would I go about doing that? Yeah, it's a great question. First off, there are no other doctors like me. Well, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly. All right, good news. I know. I love. There's it. lots. Right into it. There's yeah. a lot like me. So, uh, what you're going to want to look for is a is a seasoned functional medicine doctor, senior level. So, when you first start in functional medicine, you're dealing with the gut and the thyroid and the adrenals, right. and that's critical. That's the platform stuff. We do that right. with everyone. And then, you know, you get through your career, and you're like, okay, what else is there? There's toxins. So, right. people who are into toxins are often they've been doing it a while. They've seen everything. So, you're going to want to find an old timer. I'm an old timer. Find an old timey like me. Okay. One, uh, if you go to your conventional doctor, they're going to do a blood test on you. And I was talking to a cardiologist today about it. And he's like, I do it on everyone. I said, that's awesome. And you miss 99% of people who have a metals problem because the blood test only shows you what's acutely in your system that your body was exposed to before you either excrete it or, or store it. Right. It doesn't stay in your bloodstream. So if you have a, a positive screen, it's because you had an acute exposure within the last four to six weeks. That's right. a problem. Right. So if you came back from Notre Dame and you had this blood test, you would have, well, you yeah. would have popped. Yes. But because you've had, it's been an irritative process for you. You, no one would have found it in your blood. <clears throat> right. Right. Three months later, nobody would have found it in my blood. So I'm not a huge fan of blood tests unless you think you had an ex- acute exposure, in which case I'm like, oh my goodness, get a, get a blood test. Right. Uh, you can do hair testing. I'm not a fan of that either because that's, again, showing what your body is voluntarily getting rid of. Right, right. Versus what's up in the attic. But what's, yeah, what's in, what's in your junk drawer? So the attic, the junk drawer. So, so I would say I'm a huge fan of, prov- you do a baseline, make sure there's no acute exposure. So baseline and then provoked 
urine testing using DMSA. And the reason is the DMSA attaches to and pulls out lead and mercury, cadmium, thallium, arsenic, pulls right. out the nasty ones. And you can measure, you know, what's in there. And just right, remember, right. It, it's not an exact science. So it's right. not, so, you know, my 12 was a guidepost. I've got metals. I've got lead. Right. My original test for mercury was like nine, again, mildly positive. It, and then I did the retest after I amped up the system, you know, the arrogance of doctors. I did, I did six weeks of my removal program and right. I looked at my husband and it was awful. I was like so tired, brain fog, couldn't concentrate. And at six weeks it lifted. And I right. looked at my husband, I said, my medals are gone, but I'll complete the program just so I know what my patients are going through. Right. Okay. So I do my retest. My medals are four times what they were. <laughs> they were not gone. They were not anywhere near gone. But what you see on your first pass is like the indicator that you have metals. Right. And then you open up the floodgates. Exactly. And it comes pouring out. Yeah. And I, now, I was now, like, you're oh. in the now you're in the room. And right. That's now important. I'm, begins. <laughs> I'm knee deep in water on this one. I was like, right. oh, man. So it takes a long time because I, I always say to people, it's like, it's like clearing a wall of bubble gum with tweezers. Yeah, exactly. One little piece at a time. Well, if, and then, you know, we, as you know, especially us women, we, you know, we've been exposed to diet culture for so long and we think in 30 days, I'm okay. going to be fixed. And then you're like, girlfriend, you've been dealing with this for 30 years. Like, so there's yeah. no way you're going to be fixed in 30 days. Like 30 days, yeah. you might feel a little bit different, but we're still like <laughs> chipping away. Yes. Tweet. Come on out. I, there's this Eastern philosophy that says that it's going to take as long to fix the problem as it did to develop and recognize the problem. Exactly. So I say to people, it's, it's not an overnight thing. It's a, no. it's a, it's, it's a long process for some, you know, some people like me, it's a long process and then yeah. you have to keep maintaining because you're for a crappy sure. detoxer. Yeah. And some people take to it really easily and they need two rounds. They're done. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't like you any longer, you know, right. You I'm still at it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, you know, we have the metals part. The other thing I think a lot of women don't understand and probably it's more prevalent than metals for a lot of people is the endo endocrine disruptors. Yeah. Nasty boogers. Yeah. And, and these are the ones that, you know, for many of us are the, uh, is what causes our unexplained waking, you know, as we, as we're doing all the right things, you mm -hmm. know, these are the things that like, you know, just, you're like, why? Does the weight just sit? Like, no matter how good you're being. So let's talk to people like, what are end endocrine disruptors? Sure. Let's drill into this too. So like, can we back up a step, Kim? Can sure. we geek? Do your listeners like to geek out? Because I really love talking about the pathway. I like to geek, like, geek it out. Okay. Geek it out because okay. I feel like I didn't know this. And then I became this. If you would have told me I would be into biochemistry, <gasps> I would have, I would have said, go jump into a lake because I barely yeah. passed biology, but because they never put it in a way that I cared. I remember in biochem in med school saying, where are we in the body? Just so I have some context here, because it was all just rote memorization. Yes. And for years I said, oh, I hate biochem, but really what I hated was the way it was taught. That's exactly it. If you, if we mm -hmm. said, if you had a cold, these are the things that are being activated. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh, I'm so cool. in. Now yeah. it versus like, you had to learn all of these things. And I was just like, I remember like the Krebs cycle. And I was like, I never could catch it. And then this woman explained it to me. She's like, think of it like a Ferris wheel. And she's like, you're throwing, throwing people into the Ferris wheel. I was like, why couldn't Professor Pintavalli do that? <laughs> yes. It makes sense finally, right? Yeah. So let's, let's dive down the, it's so cool. You can't unsee this pathway. Let's yeah. go there for a minute. In your body is designed to keep you healthy. And one of the critical organs is your liver. So your liver takes toxins. Now, most toxins are fat soluble. Hormones are fat soluble. Mm. Uh, and what your, what your body does is your liver try, takes it from fat soluble to water soluble inert. I'm trying to make sure my hands are on the screen. So fat soluble, water soluble inert. And it does it. In an ideal world, it does it in two successive phases that just happen. Boom, boom. Phase one, you take the fat-soluble item, 
you change it chemically and you make it what's called a reactive intermediate. That reactive intermediate is a free radical. It is chemically active. It is more harmful than the initial state, but it's on its way to being water soluble. And it's just how you have to make it. Okay. That's phase one. Most of us are super fast at phase one, especially women. Mm. And then you go to phase two and phase two, you take that free radical reactive intermediate and you bind it. There's six pathways. Your liver goes down and you bind it to something that makes it inert and water soluble. And then you take it, put it in the bile and put it in your poop. So you can poop it out. There's a lot of places this could go wrong now. Oh yeah. Right. Like, oops. So maybe phase one isn't so good because you're taking medications that impair it, or your diet doesn't have the minerals and nutrients that you need to have it go perfectly, or you have chronic illness and your liver is busy just keeping you alive, or you have diabetes or sugar dysfunction, whatever. You got something. It could be impaired in phase one. It could be impaired in phase two. Phase two is normally shorter. So you you may just not be as fast. And because you have this free radical floating around, it freaks the body out. So the body's mm-hmm. like, you are not welcome to have like free pass roaming everywhere. So your body says, okay, free radical, reactive intermediate, you are going to go hang out in the fat storage until we're ready to deal with you. So far, am I explaining this? Okay. Yep. You're with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, two things can happen. Either your body's like, Oh, I have, I have some brain space. Come on out. I'll deal with you. Or it just keeps getting piled up like, like Lucille ball in the candy episode where it just kept piling up. Think of that. Like the toxins. That just is keep exactly, exactly a good one. And you just can't get to it. You're like, wait, I can't get to it. I'm missing things. I can't get to it. So that's what happens as you start to get too much going on. Or if you layer on chronic illness, or super stress, or you're, you know, you really like your alcohol, you drink a lot, or you have other endocrine disrupting things that you're being exposed to, or you get a big chemical exposure, you name it, the list goes on. You get a car accident, right. throw the system off. So if your body's busy, you won't take it from phase one to phase two. You'll take it from phase one to toxic intermediates and stick it in your attic, your junk drawer until you can deal with it. Now let's, let's assume it gets through phase one, toxic intermediate and phase two. And now you're like, psych. You stick it in your gut. How many people have gut dysfunction? Everyone. Everyone. And then, so if you have constipation and it sits there longer, it's more likely for it to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, De-deconstructed. De- that, yeah. that I always think of it like, here's your binder and here's your hormone and they're stuck together like a little barbell. Okay. Now, if you have an enzyme in your gut that's either overactive or it's just sitting there long enough that it gets around to it, that enzyme separates, cleaves your binder from your hormone. And guess what? When it's unbound, it's back to being a toxic reactive intermediate and it's no longer water soluble. So it cannot stay in your gut, goes back in your bloodstream. Your liver's like, oh, I dealt with you already. Go back in the fat and you just keep building fat. You're going to, you can build unlimited fat. Oh yeah. Keeps going. There's no limit. You'll just make, keep making more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's go back. Cause you did say, I just had to geek out about that. So you no, so, no. And I think now, that was a, a good step back because I think so many people like can't understand that's unexplained waking, right? You're like, you're not doing anything in particular. You know, you're not mainlining ho hoes. You're not, you're just like, <laughs> Well, drinking wine out of the bottle. If you are, we all we can point to something, but it's right. these little things where it's stop like, that first. If you right. are, stop that first. That's like a perfect low hanging fruit, right? But you know, many of us are like I don't have any low hanging fruit, and I don't understand what's mm-hmm. happening. And this is exactly what it is. You know, we all have gut issues, so you know, maybe you are a good uh, eliminator, and then it sits in your gut for too long, and then mm-hmm. back to the beginning. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So now when we go to what are the kinds of things that we're being exposed to that are endocrine disruptors? So the lowest hanging fruit, there's two. One is plastic water bottles, you know, Mm -hmm. those disposable soft-sided ones that you have a case of sitting in the car. So when you're driving carpool or soccer or hockey or whatever, and the kids are like, I'm thirsty. You're like, grab it from the back seat. Those, those, you know, $5 $5 for a case or $250 for a case, don't buy those because they're really toxic for you. Or yep. in Boston, as we say, wicked. 
wicked yes. toxic, wicked, wicked bad. So that's one really low hanging fruit. And then another is perchlorate, which is in a lot of our water systems to keep it yeah. from being toxic. But perchlorate is an endocrine disruptor. And endocrine essentially says any of those organs that make hormones, they're going to be thrown off by perchlorate. Yeah. Damned if you do, you got to drink, right? Right. But really, it's important to, to filter your water so that you don't drink perchlorate. Right. Other uh, things. Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, 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 that's, that's great. The plastic water bottle thing, I think for so many people, that was like a, you know, blow your brain because it's like yeah. everyone had water in the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's tempting. It's easy. It's tempting. And I think the hardest part is like, how do we slow down enough mm. to be able to make choices that work for us? Right. And so it takes something to say to your kids, bring an extra water bottle, fill it with water. Right. Make sure you're prepared because part of the downside to living how we live is that we're so busy and we run around so much that, that we need easy fixes, right? Like right. you're doomed if you don't have easy fixes. Oh God. Yeah. Everyone wants to hack. Yeah. I don't blame them. We're so busy. So, okay. So those are two low hanging fruits. The, the thing that broke my heart was the nail polish. I, I, yes. um, you know, I, I used to be a surgeon, so I have very good hand-eye precision. And, and so I used to take great pride in doing my nails every Sunday, every Sunday night I did my nails and it would last me for the week. And then I'd redo it on the weekend. Right. right. And I would go to bed and I would just keep my hands outside my, right. my I did, and I, yeah. And I did it myself because if, if I do it and it chips, okay. But if I pay 50 bucks and it chips, I'm going to be mad. Pissed, right. So I was like, I'm going to do it myself. So I would do it every Sunday. And then I got my toxin screen back and the levels were high. And I was like, no, no, oh. like, they <laughs> look so good. So now it's like, you know, my nails are pretty healthy. And actually the healthier I've gotten, the healthier my nails and hair have gotten. Right. So, so it's, it's really marked and amazing to watch. So beauty products, nail polish, shampoo, lotions, all of these things can contain substances that disrupt the endocrine system. And here's the thing, your body doesn't know anything different. When we say endocrine disruption, you're like, what difference does it make? It's because it looks like what your hormones are. It binds to what your hormones are. And then you got to process twice as much or three times as much, whatever the ratio is. It's because you have to process your hormones. You have to deal with the imbalance caused by the binding to the hormone receptors and you have to process all of it. So your body's like, oh, what's happening here? There's too much. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like the the whole beauty product thing. I think for so many of us, that's the one that like punches us in the face. Because if you think about, you know, in any given day, like what you wash your body with, moisturize your body with your hair, your teeth, makeup, it's just like, you're like, holy moly. Yeah. Holy toxins, Batman. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that was, you know, For me, I was, estrogen disruptors were a big thing for me because I was estrogen dominant. That, like my body was like, girlfriend, we have too much. We do not mm-hmm. need any more. If you want to share it with the friends, do that. <laughs> they don't need it either. Right. But it was like, and I, as you know, as my doctor, like kind of like unpacked, I was like, well, how, how did I get this? How did I get estrogen dominant? And he's like, well, what do you put on your body? I'm like, what do you mean? And I just like. Yeah. As he was like, I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no one, like, I mean, nowadays you talk about paraffin, you talk about sulfites, you hear that more and more now, but 10 years ago, that was never a thing you talked about. No. No No one knew that. I mean, the drug companies did, but we didn't know that. (laughs) They weren't sharing. No, they were not sharing at all. And, you know, as I've kind of, like, like I said, you know, I opened up the box and even though you wanted to shut it, you just had to keep going down the, the rabbit hole. And as I start to see more and more, um, you know, documentaries of how bad the chemical companies knew this was and how much they tried to cover it up, it just blows my mind. I'm sure they took a ticket out of the playbook for tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. It just blows my mind that I'm like sure. anything for a buck. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really hard. Um, I mean, and and I think I mentioned I, I've been greenwashed, whitewashed, whatever it's called. I I can't even tell you how many times I'll see an ad for something and I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, that looks great. I forget to check environmental working group because I'm rushing, I'm going right. too fast. I buy it, it comes home, and I'm like, oh, crap, I got snookered again. Right. And so speaking of that, so you, you keep talking about environmental working group. So let's talk about yeah. what that is so that people can kind of start to, you know, our, my goal here was just to kind of uncover to you. And it's sad if you're going to open up the box like I did and just kind of hop in. Uh, <laughs> is that um, I feel like the more you know, the more you know, the more you can do better. Right. Like I, yeah. I'm, I don't feel bad for what I did in the past, but it's like now I know better and I can make educated decisions. Mm-hmm. And if you, you still love your favorite perfume after this, rock on with your bad self. But what is the environmental working group you talk about? Yeah. So there's two sites that I love using to check the cleanliness of the products I'm, I'm buying and they rate it for cancer causing allergies, um, endocrine disrupting. They have a whole, whole slew of things that they're evaluating it on. So environmental working group, ewg.org, and then Think Dirty is an app you can use. They both have apps. And I think both of them, you can scan the product or the UPC and it'll come right up. And it gives you a rating system. So I've aimed for two or one. One and two for EWG is the best. It's the cleanest. Sometimes if something is a higher number, but it's a category that doesn't bother me, like I'm not allergic to tea tree oil and tea tree oil gets a high higher number because it's allergenic for some people, but that right. doesn't bother me. So I'll, okay. I'll buy that. Right. So you pick your battles for yeah, what exactly. it is, but, but I aim for green, go for the green. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, and you talk about being green, white, white, white. And I think it's, it's very similar to back in, um, I think it was like, I think it was like the late eighties, early nineties when things, food started getting like labeled on the front and like, it would either say like low fat or it would say like whole wheat and that front package would like suck you in and you would grab it and be like, I'm doing great for my family. And then you would get it home and you'd be like, oh, oh, oops, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, you know, I feel the same thing is happening now for products, right? You know, they realize that we've become more educated about all of the various chemicals that are out there. And I think if they remove like one thing, they're like, you know, they'll hi- highlight it like, you know, BPA free. And you're like, but what else is the other shit you got in there? Yeah. But they've replaced BPA with another, it's like BPC. It's right. just as bad for you. It's just not BPA, which has gotten all the bad press. Right. And the FDA is like, oh no, no, you can't do BPA. But you know, like you could take off two chemicals and you know, now it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really pretty horrifying, Kim, because like I was researching the EPA with the Environmental Protection Agency, which is developed to keep us safe. And it, the whole system is flawed because companies are supposed to voluntarily tell the EPA, Hey, we think there's a problem with our product. Can you take a look at it? So, okay. Who's going to do that? The Fox is guarding the chicken coop here. Problem number one, problem number two, it's totally underfunded. So they get, I don't know, they have, they have like 5,000 that they're trying to evaluate by uh, just FYI, there's like 500,000 chemicals that we've developed. Right. Okay? So we're talking about a small fraction that they're going to evaluate of that small fraction in their 50 year history. They were established like the year after I was born, I was born in 1970. I think they're like 1970, 71 to 74, somewhere in there. Tell me, how many products do you think they've outlawed and banned in their fifty-year history? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go. I'm, in my head, I'm gonna say a hundred, but I feel like I'm being generous. You're very generous. Yeah, try again. Let's probably, let's be less probably, generous. Probably, probably like twenty. You're still too generous, actually. Really? Yeah, like jaw dropping. So they've banned nine chemicals, five of which are basically the same. Yeah. So, so in 50 years, and that's not because the chemicals aren't harmful. It's because they don't know the funding and it's just, instead of proving something is safe, they have to prove something is harmful. Right. So they ban- and then by the way, the last one banned was 1984. Well, and then I, I also think about the, one of the things mm-hmm. that, you know, as I started to get deeper and in, deeper into nutrition, the generally regarded as safe. And so mm-hmm. You know, all of these chemicals, 
they're like, well, if you're only exposed to one one billionth of a you know millionth of a whatever, and yeah. but they don't ever take into account humans, you know. Right. Um, so I remember I was taking a, a course, and the woman was talking about Pam, and she's like, <sighs> she's like, Pam is only like she goes, she's like she's she's like she goes, this is what the directions say. The directions say like one thirty one thirty second spray. If that's the serving size, and she goes. I had a client who was a big Pam believer. And so she's like, whatever. She's like, you know, I got other battles to fight with you. And then she's like, well, how much Pam are you using? They were <laughs> literally like spraying like half the can to deep fry food in Pam. Hmm. And so she goes, now, do you think anyone at the FDA ever did that? Do you think anyone ever said, what is the worst thing someone could do with this product, mm -hmm. you know, other than blow it up. Mm -hmm. Never thought of someone being like, I'm going to fry with it. And so yeah. these generally regarded as safe. They don't think that like someone's going to have 50 of 50 packets of whatever. And like, what does that do to you? And how about the case where they measured that it was okay for that one, one billionth, but they didn't measure that one, one billionth in concert with the other 287 things we're exposed to in the course of a day. Yeah. So they're, they can't even do these studies because they're just too intricate. But, right. you know, maybe it's okay at really small numbers, but you're getting higher numbers and it's now being combined with other things, which right. means that the breadth and the depth and the impact, you have no idea what the impact is. And it's huge on us. I mean, you look at the incidence of autoimmunity, chronic diseases, degenerative diseases, cancer. Those are the four categories that, that catch our attention and all of them have significantly risen over oh, the God, last yeah. 50 years. Yeah. It's, it's an it's, epidemic. It's crazy. And, you know, I, the one thing I'm going to pick, two things I'm going to pick on that clearly mm. there's something going on because we think about the prevalence of Alzheimer's or some variation of there. You don't really ever, when I was a kid, you never really heard anyone talk about Alzheimer's. You talk, you heard, wasn't a thing. Wasn't it? You, you heard were the like, same age, right? Were yeah. You were 50? Yeah. And we heard about memory issues, but like, you know, I'm 95. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I can barely remember things now. So I can only, I can only hazard a guess what's going to happen. <laughs> you'll be less stressed at 95. You'll remember more. You'll be like, man, right. those were the lost years, my fifties, but right. I remember but, everything now. But give me an 80 lyric. I'm like, oh, that was from such and such song. But you know, you never, you know, you heard about grandma being a little senile, but like she still had all of her faculties. It was just a few things she just couldn't remember. We also died earlier, honestly. Yeah. You, know, you think about we're living a lot longer than we, people used to die at 65. Yeah. So, so you didn't have a chance to get demented because you didn't live long enough. Right. True. I mean, if you made it to 80, you were in the, the bonus round. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we didn't talk about those things and you're we like, there's something going on because of that is causing our brains not to be able to fire on all cylinders. The 100%. other thing I always, I see a lot of is autism, right? You yeah. never, you know, when we were kids, you might have maybe one kid out of the entire school, maybe. I don't know. I didn't know anyone on, I knew some pretty big weirdos. Right. And, <laughs> I'm a townie, and, you know? <laughs> but also maybe we, they weren't tested, but they were also, the, they were the kid you're like, yeah, he's the crazy kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> but you never had, it wasn't, this like prevalence of it that you see nowadays. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even talk yeah, of agreed. spectrum. No, there was none of that. None of that. And I'm like, it, there has to be something going on in our bodies for us to be, you know, talking about these two things on a regular basis. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I mean, a hundred percent agreed. No question. So as a, you know, you know, okay. People listen to just like, all right, Kim, you just, you just like open Pandora's box to me. I apologize, but you know, I got to do it. How would I go about saying to, to, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's an iterative process, right? It's not like go, go in your cupboards and toss everything. How do I go about, you know, picking and choosing my battles? I really like this conversation. So the first thing I'll say is no woman is an island. Don't go it alone. You know, get someone in your corner who's there to cheer you on, whether that's an integrative functional medicine nutritionist or a naturopath or a functional medicine 
MD or DO, it doesn't really matter who you choose as long as they're senior enough to know what they're doing mm -hmm. and, and on your side and, and that you resonate with them. Right. Like, you know, I've had some coaches, I'm like, mm, this is not a good match. And right, then I've right. had some coaches. I'm like, I love you. I love how, like how you talk is how I think. So right, find right. the right person, right? So don't go it alone, first of all. Second of all, recognize this is a process. There, you never, you're never done. It's not like, oh, cool, I'm gonna eat crap for the rest of my life because I did a good job for 10 years. No, right, right. No, you're gonna tank yourself. Don't do that. It's a process, it's a constant improving iterative process. Two. Um, there's tons of stuff you can do on your own. So you can start to level up your food. You can start to level up your beauty products, your house, your furniture, you know, air quality, air and water quality, a 1989 study, uh, by Massachusetts. I, not, I mean, I just happened to be from Massachusetts, but a 1989 study estimated that one in every six deaths was directly attributable to air or water quality. Huh. So yeah, it's huge. So fixing your air quality, fixing your water quality is extremely impactful. So filter your water, try to get your air as clean as possible, recognizing that for some communities, if you live near a highway or if you live near some kind of industrial plant, you can't change that, but you can change the indoor quality and keep the out out. So fill, you know, high quality air filters, keep your windows closed kind of thing. Right. Yeah, no, and and I, and I like that. Um, I, I like that it, for many of us. I think it's just like you said, picking your battles and seeing seeing how you how you feel. You know, yeah. um, because you know all of those people who can run out and be you know whole, whole foods. That's why you grocery shop the whole for everything. It's it's hard for a lot of people. It's expensive. Right. It's expensive. And, you know, when I do people, when I do go to Whole Foods and I see people pushing their cart, I'm like, what you got in there? Yeah. It's full of crap. <laughs> I said that to one of the Whole Foods employees once I said to her, you know, I'm a little confused. You guys are all about like healthy living and there's all this garbage that you sell. And she's like, she didn't miss a beat. She was like, well, our mission is to, and she rattled it off, but it was basically like pervade amazing food and an amazing experience. So, you know, they'll sell it if it doesn't have um, preservatives and artificial colors. Well, that's a yeah. start, right? It's a better, it's better than not. But I will say, um, we had a, we had a point that we went through about eight, seven years ago where we really went through a rough patch financially. And we had been at Whole Foods hundred percent. And when we went in that rough patch, I divorced Whole Foods. I was like, that's it. We are not doing this. We can't afford to. So we switched hundred percent over to the, um, we have market basket. I'm not sure if you yeah. have that where you live. So I live we have market. Oh, you do. Oh, we totally have to get together. Okay. So I, we switched over to market basket and it, um, I, I literally shaved 50% off my bill and I did a one for one replacement. So I did buy organic, the same things I was buying organic at whole foods. Oh yeah. And we literally shaved 50% off our grocery bill because I mean, I have four kids like they, and they like to eat every day. I know So we craziness. We had to feed them. So there are ways, like, I, I think it deserves a moment to say, I really struggle with what's better local versus organic. I have come down on the side of organic because it's just so hard to detox for me, but I understand if people opt for local versus organic, but do your best. Um, but I would say go for, if you're on a budget, look for frozen food that's organic is often significantly less expensive than the fresh variety and it's been preserved. So as long as it stays frozen, you're in good shape Wait. and, um, get to know your local farmer because you, you know, we do a community supported agriculture CSA and it's 20 weeks and it's like 30 bucks a week. And it's a, it's, we did a double share but it, it feeds our family for a week. So when you think yeah. about, okay, 60 bucks for vegetables for a week is actually really cheap. Right. And it's, or, it's organic and it's local. So yeah. it's also only, it's only 40% of the year. So we got the other 30, what, 60% to deal with, but right. it's, it, it's a start. And, you know, you, you just, you mentioned something. So you said, you know, how to detoxify. Is there, you know, you hear about all of these cleanses and so forth. Is there, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then you also hear, you know, other people say, it's impossible to, do, to, 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 to 
detoxify your body, your body, you know, doesn't need it. So what are things that people can already kind of say, like that can help your liver to kind of start to. I love this. Okay. So you are what you eat. So choose foods that are easy for your liver to, to utilize and don't give your liver food that stresses it. This is the unpopular part. Alcohol is really nasty for you, like really bad for you. Don't drink. If you can get away with not drinking, don't drink because it's bad for you. And it stresses your liver, which means if it's putting out a fire, it's not redecorating. Right. That's the only way I can say it. So don't drink alcohol. Make sure you're getting cruciferous vegetables, vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin A, uh, polyphenols, turmeric, carotenes. These are all things that help the liver phase one and some, some of them phase two, but mostly phase one. And then for phase two, if you're someone who eats animal products, eat flesh because you get the critical amino acids that are, that are supporting for detox, eggs, cilantro, parsley. So the, the cardiologist earlier was like, so you eat a lot of cilantro. I'm like, no, I hate it, but I'll eat parsley. Yeah. Um, Pars- uh, uh, cilantro is a love hate. There's yes. very binary. <laughs> Either you do, you yes. don't. Yes. There's no neutral. If it's in like small amounts, I'm okay. But if it's, if I can, it's like garlic, if I can, overly identify it. I don't like it. Yeah. So cilantro, parsley, uh, gelatin, bone broth. These are all things that support the liver. Yeah. You know, essentially as Deanna Minnick talks about like eat the rainbow, yeah. eat brightly colored foods. Don't cook them to death. You cook them a little bit, you know, especially right. with tomatoes that brings out the lycopene in them, but and put some oil in it. It makes it, it makes it absorb better, but like, don't kill your food. Yeah. The only thing I need to cook with an inch of its life is um, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> what, what? Brussels sprouts. I need to cook them within an inch of their life. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't like them. I don't like them. So I'll eat them if that's it. But normally I'm like, my husband makes it on his cooking day because I won't make them. I don't like them. I don't like the yeah. how they smell. I don't like how they taste. And they don't cook up well for me. I don't know. I, I don't know if I screw it up or something. Um, yeah. They always, like, no matter, they always smell. <laughs> you can, yeah, I don't like them. You walk into your house the next day, you're like, yeah, we have Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and fish. <laughs> yes. The two things that like, no matter how many windows you put open, no matter how you cook it, the next day you always know when you had both of those. Yep. hundred percent. So Dr. Wendy, you wrote, you wrote this book, Dirty Girl, and I go out and go out and read it because it, it's very eye-opening, you know, in an hour, you can't really ever deep dive into this <laughs> at at all you know like there's so many like this was like pandora's box it was like what door couldn't i open with this um but we have you have your book dirty girl so definitely go on amazon i'll also link it in the show notes um but i also i i and if someone wants to work with you is are you actively taking patients or yeah we do we do take patients we have a functional medicine and wellness practice in newton massachusetts and we do telemedicine um and we, we do take insurance. So there's some things to navigate. Like if you're not here, how do you establish care in a, in a safe and, and legal way? So we work around that. We figure that out with you. And we also have a nutritionist that people can work with uh, too, actually. And we have IVs and supplements. So our, our practice is called Five Journeys and that's F-I-V-E-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S. And it's located in Massachusetts. Perfect. And then I always ask, all of my uh, guests, what's one thing that makes you feel magical? Yeah. I think the thing that really makes me, when you say that, I think what lights me up. Yeah. And, and the thing for me, (coughs) excuse me, that comes to mind is when I see my kids do something like have a breakthrough in something they've really Mm. been struggling with and get to that next level of who they are in their performance. That lights me up. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, I think it's interesting when you see kids and you're like, they like one, like one day, like the light bulb goes on and mm-hmm. you, you, and you never know when that light bulb's going to go on. Like you kind of see it flicker. And then one day you're like, mm-hmm. it's on. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. So ladies, thank you so much. Uh, you know, sh- She's an expert on this right here. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many pathways you can go down, but definitely grab her book because it'll, it's very enlightening, you know, like, for me, it's like, once you see something, you cannot see it, right. So then, you know, it just, for me, I need, I'm a deep diver. So I'm like, I deep dive, I'm like, I didn't even tell you how many documentaries I've watched about all of this. And you know, sometimes you scare the shit out of yourself. It's fine. But definitely grab her book. 
We're doing a talk. Uh, we're doing a summit on this actually, Kim. I forgot to mention it's airing in April, which Perfect. is envi- in April 2023, which is environmental toxicants, autoimmunity, and chronic diseases. It's really all about like how do you prevent and reverse them. But that's awesome. what our summit is on. That's what we you know, and we have a podcast too. I forgot to mention it's the Five Journeys podcast. Live like you matter. Perfect. So definitely listen to the podcast and for sure, like block out that April date because you know those kind of summits. That's what I find like a lot of like my like aha moment because when people are just kind of talking off the cuff that's when like these like random thoughts come out that they mm-hmm. bet you know they're like doesn't everyone know that kind of thoughts come out yeah so that, I, that's one of the things I like most about um attending those kind of summits but yeah, I want to thank want to thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon to speak with us and grab her book it's very enlightening thanks Kim thanks for having me on Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.